everybody, and welcome to our very special Big Brother Feeds Blackout Show, our first of many today. I have so many things to tell you guys in this, you know, intro that you, I hope, are going to be super duper uh, excited about. So, here's the deal. Right now, we are going to be talking about the double eviction episode. And if you want to see any of our previous shows back, you can check them out at yourrealityrecaps.com slash bb19. You can get our blogs there that Becca does, um, live feed updates. You can get everything there. Our past shows, spoiler graphics. You would have already known it was the HOH if you looked at our spoiler graphics over there. And by the way, I know people get scared when I say spoiler graphics. The graphic is whatever is current in the house uh, as of the last episode. You have to, like, click the graphic to make it change with the spoiler. So, I mean, you're all technically here on a spoiler show. I don't know if that matters to you, but some people, you know, don't like that. So, there you go. You're not really going to be spoiled. If you want to be, like, flat-out spoiled, go to yourrealityrecaps.com slash bb19spoilers, and you can be flat-out spoiled. That's where, by the way, shows like this one go in the playlist at the top. Okay, that being said, of course, if you want flashback times, they're over at yourrealityrecaps.com slash flashbacks. Find out, you know, wow, well, the feeds are down, all the good moments that you've missed so far this season. Now, I wanna talk about a giveaway. So look, it is the official Big Brother 19 2017 Big Brother Steel. Like this is some serious stuff. Like this was a really nice new car. Anyway, it's Steel. It's the Big Brother. I actually have three of these um, to give away, but I'm going to do the first one. I've already tweeted it out, so go look at my tweets at Reality Recaps. It's very easy what you have to do. I'm sure most of you already are since you're here in this show. You just need to be following us on Twitter, retweet the tweet about the giveaway, and make sure you fanned us here on You Now. So if you're watching this back later and you haven't fanned us on You Now, it's very easy. Just go to yourrealityrecaps.com slash you now. It'll bring you to our page on You Now, and then just click become a fan. It's free. You want to do it anyway. You get alerted every time we go live. If you have your notifications on, you can chat in our chat room during the show. Um, it is great, and it really helps us out. So that's how you can win the BB Tumblr. Follow us on Twitter, retweet the tweet, and make sure you're a fan here on You Now. Of course, lastly, if you want to support us, consider becoming a patron. Patrons get prize giveaways every week. Every single week, patrons get prize giveaways. You also get access to the patron-only Facebook group, um, shows every week just for patrons, and after shows this season, whatever house guest comes on this show, uh, we go to the after show, after we're live on you now, where you get more one-on-one -on -one time with them. So that is all the fun perks for being a patron, and without it, we wouldn't be able to keep doing shows. So consider doing that, or you can always make a one-time donation at yourrealityrecaps.com slash PayPal. Now, everyone, I know you're asking, what is going on this week? What is going on this week? What's coming up? What are you doing? Okay, so here's the deal. We're live right now talking uh, double eviction. However, later today, between like three and four o'clock, um, Aman, who I'm sure you guys have been watching our Aman uh, recaps that he does, 
His video will come out on the website so you can hear all about what Aman is thinking about this season. Then, everyone, wait for it, because it's technically hashtag Fan Fridays. And I have felt, after discussing with a lot of you, that we are not doing enough for Fan Fridays, and Fan Fridays should be led by fans, not just me. Okay, fine. I agree. So, today, at 6 p.m. Eastern, Dancing Amy will be hosting the first... Fan Friday Fan Show, where she is going to discuss live feeds with all of you guys, what you thought, what's going on, taking callers. It's going to be so much fun. It'll be right here uh, at 6 p.m. So make sure you guys come back for that, too. It'll be before the airing of the special Big Brother show tonight. So... Those are two more shows you have after this one, and then we have Big Brother at 8, and then I'll probably end up going live after. So, I hope we have filled your feed blackout with fun and prizes and shows to keep all of you company. So that's good, right? We're all in a super happy mood? Great, because I'm angry about last night's show. Oh, by the way, mashups are coming back. It's almost done. Get right, and mashups are back too. This is why you guys need to become a patron. <laughs> okay, so everyone. Oh my god. Last night's double eviction. It is our Super Bowl, okay? Chat room, can we all agree? It's our Super Bowl. I feel like we all so look forward to a double eviction. There are so many staples of a double eviction show, which to us are like the key box round thing that then gets stripped away from us and we're left with stupid video wall mini box. A ball pit. How do you not have the POV be a ball pit? Hashtag clown shoe. That is such a staple of Big Brother double eviction dumb that I don't even... And P.S., I think that's why Jeff left or was fired. I think Jeff heard no ball pit clown chew and was like, I'm out. I'm done. Done with it all. But let's start. Let's start at the beginning, where everyone should start, when, of course, Julie is like, oh, my God, you guys, it's double eviction. Really, Julie? Is it double eviction? Thanks for letting us know it's double eviction. You know who you probably else should have let know it was double eviction? The house. I mean, I know that you let the house know, but I mean, you should probably let the house also know. Uh, double eviction is usually when you make some good moves. It's usually when something happens. But clearly we're just continuing the trend from last year when, you know, the double eviction took out fierce competitor Bridget. Crickets. Well, let's see how this one could possibly go. I have to, I have to say, okay, so for those of you that missed it, I don't think any of you missed it, but when they all had to give their speeches, so when Matt and um, Elena and Cody all had to give their speeches, I have to say, I did like <clears throat> Matt's speech. I love when you're self-aware enough to understand what people probably think of you in the game. So I love that Matt boiled his game down to eating cereal. That is Matt's game. Matt's game is eating cereal. I'm glad that you he agrees, we agree, we all agree, eating cereal. However, <laughs> Elena, who you know, wants a career in entertainment and speaking, um, her speech was like, 
So I, um, well, you know, you should keep me because false facts are... Let me start again. You know, I don't know, but when we're all together and I'm just like, girl, this is legitimately why day drinking is bad. This is why day drinking is bad, by the way. She's just like, I don't know, I just want to start the whole thing over again. Screw it. Sure, don't send me home. <laughs> I was just like, Elena. <laughs> I love Elena. I know there are a lot of people that don't like Elena. They think she's bitchy to production. Blah, 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 blah. I think Elena is freaking hysterical. And I'm devastated that she's gone. I It crushes my soul that Elena um, is out of this game. Spoiler alert. Okay, so then, Cody was brilliant. Okay, I don't like Cody. He's still the trashiest trash bag, king, lord, and ruler of the trash bags. He's the extra large, like, stretch fit, hefty bag that you get for your kitchen garbage, but without Febreze, the one that smells bad. He's that. King, lord, ruler of the hefty bags. However, brilliant move. And I mean, the house knew that it was happening, that he was gonna do something like that. But brilliant move creating a lie to try and create chaos in the house and throw a target onto Alex and Jason, maybe make Paul question what's going on, go for this not sharpest tool in the shed, Raven. Go for her. Try and confuse that one. She probably doesn't even know where she is. Um, so he basically implied that Alex and Jason were going to go after Paul and that there was a plan to get out Raven this week and, you know, just lobbing bombs everywhere, <sighs> which was brilliant. And I loved it. And we were all kind of confused. I was kind of like, wait, did that happen? Did that not happen? Maybe that happened when the feeds were down. Well, I don't understand. Um, of course, we learned in his Julie uh, exit interview that he made the whole thing up. And still brilliant. I feel like if there was enough time, it would have been able to fester for people. Unfortunately, the events as they played out, um, I think blew up Cody's story. I mean, everybody knew that Cody was going to drop a bomb. They've been expecting it for a week. They know that's his MO. They figured it would probably be a lie. If there was any truth to what he said, Jason would have done something on the double eviction. And the fact that Jason didn't kind of makes me feel like it's gonna solidify the, for the house that Cody was lying as opposed to letting it fester more in their heads and start creating doubt. Um, <clears throat> so, uh, Becky Minnesota agrees. Uh, <laughs> Cody isn't cut out for Big Brother, but I'd love to see him on Survivor, says Huffing54 in the chat. Uh, yeah, well, I don't know. What I loved about what Cody did when it was done, like when he was voted out, he stomped on that table. He was just like, boop, peace out, right over the table, right out the door, black and white picture, and right over to Julie. And I have to say, with Cody, that was pretty great. <laughs> that was pretty great. Now, here's the thing. Everybody, and they did it to Jessica, and they did it to Cody as well. Everybody being snarky 
when the person is on the way out is why the game's personal for a group of people that keep saying it's game, not personal. Because in that moment, the game just ended for that person. So if it wasn't personal, all of your hatred and all of your whatever you're trying to spin it as should be gone the minute the game's over for them. And by the way, they're going to vote for one of you to win. I'm just saying. They're going to vote for one of you to win. You might want to make a mild effort. You might want to be the one voice in the sea of snarkiness that that might resonate. That might melt his little cold Grinch heart a little. Who knows? I just think that is bad gameplay on all of their parts. I mean, except for Paul. Paul did not do it, but Paul has been working jury management since week one. Um... It's a game, uh, it's a game, quote, is just an excuse to behave poorly, says Evelyn in the chat. Interesting. <laughs> um, Cody didn't realize they were all one team working together, loyal to each other. Are they loyal to each other? I think they're loyal to Paul, BB. <laughs> I think they're loyal to Paul um, because, you know, Alex and Jason do not trust Matt and Raven. Um, Matt and Raven aren't really so much on, uh, you know, Mark and, well, by Elena's side or even really Alex Jason's side. Paul has done a brilliant job. And again, I feel it is my job to explain this point again. I don't like that it is a season where I see no way Paul doesn't win. Like right now, I see no way Paul doesn't win. It's a lock, hands down, Paul won this game. I don't like when anyone has a road to the end that goes basically unchallenged. Now, that being said, it's because Paul's game is so amazing that he has that road. Everything he's done in this game, love him or hate him, he has set himself up in this position. He has made sure that every group of people, every pair, every individual is targeting somebody else that's not him while being directly in the middle and like the nucleus, I don't know, I don't know science, that keeps everyone together. It is, you have to, I do hand it to him. You don't have to, I hand it to him. He really is playing a great social game. Unlike last season, when he got to that final two, and what the jury was looking for was, what are the specific things you did in this game that makes you deserve to be the winner, Paul? And he didn't have one, and that's why he lost last season. If someone asked him that question this season, he could just look at them and go, everything. I did everything. Do you know every thought you had in every move you made? I did those. <laughs> Those were all my moves. Do you know who was HOH every single week, except for Cody and Jessica? It was me. So, I mean, I win. Just give me the money. <laughs> that's what Paul's HOH, that's what Paul's final two speech will probably be. Now, um, uh, Mitchie the Diva says, he's playing a great game, but it's boring for us fans. Okay. Now, I had a revelation last night. I don't know if you popped into my surprise 2 a.m. show last night. I kind of had this revelation because I feel like boring is the wrong word. I've been saying it's boring as well, but 
That's not true. It's not boring. I think the feeds this year have been some of the best feeds we've had in a long time. For me personally, and maybe for you guys too, I think we're mixing up boring with disappointment. Like, I'm disappointed that nobody is challenging Paul. I'm disappointed that I feel like the future of Big Brother is always going to be on this path going forward. I think we're always going to have a returning player. I think the returning players will always be protected. I think the returning players are always going to be favorited. And I think if you ever want to play Big Brother and you are a new cast member in a season that has any returning player, you have zero chance to win. I do not think you will win. They will always protect returning players until jury via whatever twists they want to pull out. They're always going to be protected in one form or another. And to be fair, they probably should be. They're going to have a bigger target on them being returning players. Um, and CBS invested a lot in having them come back financially, so they don't want to lose their investment. <laughs> Uh, I guess disappointing is a better word for it. I like Paul last year. I just can't believe no one is thinking for themselves. Which is, I agree with you. I'm disappointed. It's annoying. But it's also a testament to how good Paul's social game is. He literally has these people willing to give up his own game, their own games, for him. I know I've said it already. Matt and Raven literally had the discussion last week of, woo, now Cody's gone. Paul has an easy ride to the final five. That was the actual conversation Matt and Raven were having. Their relief in getting Cody out that now Paul has an easy ride to final five. Five. What about Matt and Raven's ride to Final Five? What about your guys' ride? Unless, 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 let's go back for one more second. I'm sorry. I know I'm rambling on game theory for a moment, but then we'll get back on track with double decision. Here's the other thing. Unless Matt and Raven are also doing the Alex strategy, which some of you might not like, but would be my strategy as well. And I feel the strategy you need to have in today's Big Brother world, which is don't try and win because you're not gonna. Try and get to be invited back as a returning player for the next season because then you'll have a chance. If you're a new player, I think that's your only thing you can do when playing Big Brother. And when there's one returning player, you best latch on to them because you're going to get more of an edit. Chances are the player they're bringing back is an America's favorite, is loved by everyone. So if you're attached to America's favorite and the one that everyone loves, chances are everyone will love you too and you're going to be protected right along with them. So it's a great strategy to play. 
And I think it's the one you have to do nowadays in Big Brother. Unless there's no returning players. If there's no returning players, have at it. Play old school Big Brother. But I think old school Big Brother is dead. And whether it's an all-star season or not, we will forever now have one to six returning players every season that Big Brother is on. I think it's just the way Big Brother goes moving forward. Um, Matt has said many times he doesn't want to win. He only wants to get to jury. Correct. Correct. That's, I don't, great. Why wouldn't you want to win? What do these people do in their real jobs? Like, how secure are you with money? Why don't you want to win? I mean, granted, if you make it to jury and or become America's favorite player, it's technically more money than even second place. So that's interesting. Um, good versus evil next year. Derek versus Paul. CBS is setting it up, says Huffing54. Really? Is that what you think? I know a lot of people are saying they think that um, Paul is going to take Jeff's live feed job like that Paul is going to take over now doing the interviews for Jeff. So that could be, that could be very interesting. Um, they should just send Matt to jury ready. All right. I want to talk about jury and what we think is going to happen. So let's move over to my point of last night that made me angry. And in my opinion, should make all of you angry too. And of course, I'm talking about the double eviction HOH, which was the shuffleboard challenge where people faced off against each other and then whoever won picked the next two people to go. Now, here's why I don't think it's fair. They very clearly are aware that it is the entire house versus Mark and Elena. To set up a competition where two people have to play at a time and the previous winner picks those two people, just stacks the odds so incredibly against the two outsiders of the game. Now look, I get it. I know the argument is, it's Big Brother. Everything's fair, expect the unexpected. That's fine. I'm all for expecting the unexpected, but this was something that was easily controllable on production's end. I'm even fine with them doing it on a POV, or a temptation challenge, or even a food challenge. But to do it on an HOH, which should argumentatively be a even playing field for everyone, I don't feel it was an even fair playing field. I feel like they stacked the deck on the other side of the house to ensure that Paul did not go home in a double eviction where production really can't control the game in any way. It's the only time all season long that production cannot control the game is on a double eviction night. Unless you make the HOH that way. Now, um, just bunny says uh just proves the show wants paul to win i have to say for me that is what sealed the deal that paul won this season the fact that it would have been very easy for big brother just to say 
Everyone pick a number from one to 10, line up, whatever your number is, the first two people go, whoever wins, you get on the back of the line and just keep going on a circle. Doing it that way would have been completely fair and even playing ground. The fact that they set it up to favor the majority, which Paul is in, to me means they are wanting Paul's safety in this game. Um, Dancing Amy says, if it had been a questions knockout, I would have been with you. I really don't see how it's any different. I really don't see how it's any different. They were always, they picked Mark, they put Mark and Elena up against each other to make sure one of them went right off the bat. And then they one by one picked Mark every single round that they could. I just feel like it was unfairly targeting them. And the reason I say that I feel everyone should care, I get that we all love Paul and, oh my God, the people that I want to be safe are going to be safe. But you're going to hate it when it happens to someone that you don't like. I.e. Shelby and the Mirrors last season. <laughs> um, but then, but okay, and here's the other thing. I saw a lot of people last night um, saying, but this was Mark's challenge. Uh, Mark says he plays shuffleboard all the time and he's a pro at it, so he should have won it. They did this competition specifically for Mark. If that is true, I don't think that's fair either. And then I see a lot of other people saying uh, Big Brother um, sets the schedule for all the competitions ahead of time. Do you really believe that? If they did that, why wouldn't they tell us ahead of time then? They don't. It's the same reason of if they were going to, uh, if our votes actually mattered on things that we voted for, it's very easy to show us the results in real time. Why don't you show us the results in real time? Because I don't think our votes really matter. I think they're an influence on the show. Of course, the show wants to know who are people invested in sticking around? Who are people going to tune into if the show is still on? Uh, so I think it influences what happens. But do I think things like that matter? No, I don't. Uh, Team Mark all the way, uh, says Megan B. Good. Uh, but, but Mark did not pick Paul either. Of course Mark didn't pick Paul. Mark has nowhere else to go. He knows that him and Elena are the targets. He knows there's nothing he can do. I have news for you. If Paul would have won, uh, if Mark would have won the HOH, the second HOH, he would have still done whatever Paul said. Mark has nowhere to go. Like, what is Mark going to do? He could, sure, go ahead and try and take Paul out. Now, I mean, on double eviction, I think um, Mark, hands down, would have done it, no questions asked. I think Mark would have put up Alex, and I think Mark would have put up Paul. However, had he won the second HOH, where now he has a week in the house, I do not think he would have put up Paul and Alex. I think he would have tried to work with Paul. I think Paul would have done his magic and would have got exactly whatever Paul wanted to happen to happen if Mark won. Because again, Mark has nowhere else to go. He could take a power shot and then know he's just going to go right away next. 
So I think he would try and work with some people in the house and they would just lie to him. Um, Greek Diva says, Mark said he was an expert at shuffleboard. This comp was for him. So again, if that's the case, I don't think that's fair either. Just to be clear, I don't think any competitions that favor any one person or group of people are fair in the game. I think it should be an even playing field, at least for HOH. I feel like HOH should be something that is completely fair across the board for everyone. You shouldn't be allowed to team up. P.S. I don't even like the teaming up. I don't like when it's everyone grab the balls and rip the tickets out and then everyone's allowed to hand tickets to everybody else. No, play the game. Get your own fucking tickets and roll the ball down the chute. Remember, like old school Big Brother when things mattered? <laughs> it's very frustrating. <laughs> Should Paul use Mark to take out Alex? 100%. So, okay, we have a whole bunch of theories that I want to get to. So let's just get through this part super quickly. So as we know, um, it was, of course, Jason that ended up winning. It came down uh, to Jason versus Christmas, I think. Uh, Mark ended up winning. Mark knew that that meant... I mean, Jason ended up winning. Mark knew that meant him or Elena were going. Of course, that is exactly what happened. Both of them got put up on the block. And Jason gave his speech, which was like, you guys hurt my friend's feelings. Alex really wanted to keep the $5,000, Elena. And then you hurt his feelings. P.S. Her feelings. P.S. You hurt my friend's feelings is the worst reason to put someone on the block. Granted, he knew that Elena was going. He could have literally stood up there and made fart noises, and it really wouldn't have mattered. But again, she's a jury vote. She's a jury vote. And I think Elena will be a little bit bitter. <laughs> Let's be real. Elena is going to be a little petty and bitter in jury. So I think that was a horrible move on Jason's part by not just being more honest and being like, look, you were the target. We've all had issues in the house. It's clear that if I don't put you on the block, that you're going to come after our side of the house. Like, at least figure out a way to say it and be honest. You knew what you were going to do. They all knew what they were going to do if this was a double eviction. Paul has set up the order of evictions for, like, the next week. Like, the next three of them. Like, it's pretty much Mark, Elena, Kevin, and then let's go after Matt and Raven. So, they know what the order is. Everyone knew what they were going to do. You should have had a better speech in mind, Jason. I'm not an Elena fan, but she went out classy. Uh, yeah. She wants a career in entertainment and talking, which is... <sighs> why that wasn't great. <laughs> Mom, you need to get my dog's teeth clean. You're going to jury. You, the dog's teeth cleaning, you still have a month and a half. <laughs> you pre you're not going to be home. The dog's breath will not be fresh by the time you get home. <laughs> so I don't know why you're requesting dog cleanings. I mean, unless it's an inside joke. And if it's an inside joke... 
those aren't funny to the casual viewers. They're barely funny to us as live feed watchers. Just saying. Um, good WLB says Jason is from the Midwest. Not a good player, um, but overall a good person. He should not have said all those things. Correct. Jason had no clue about Big Brother two weeks before he was cast. He had no clue. All that Jason knows about Big Brother is what he watched in Sequester. He literally was recruited, hand-plucked out of his rodeo clown sideshow. So, Jason has made it far for someone in that position. Um, well, I guess that's not true. I guess there have been players that have been like that who have made it way farther into the game. So I guess that's not true. Um, extreme recruiting! Exactly, Maximus Mom. Elena needs a new job. She sucks as talk show host. I think Elena's very funny. I personally enjoy Elena's sense of humor. Um... I don't know how you like watching my show, but don't like Elena. <laughs> I feel I'm very Elena-esque at times. <laughs> so, thanks. Uh, she is good in Dallas and on her podcast. Yeah, 100%. I think she's good. Mm. Regina M says, I think Elena was better than Dom as a talk show host. I think she was too. <laughs> Maximus Dom says, I love you and can't stand Elena. Well, I hope Elena will come on this show. You know, we will... We will see what happens. All right. So, no surprise, um, like we said, they were the noms, and then we moved over to POV. Now, in the same exact interest of what I said about things not being fair towards Mark and Elena, um, this POV challenge, you had to complete three sets of uh, puzzles and make it to the end. Now... Not spoiler alert, but I'm sure you know. <laughs> Mark was the one that won. And then my little heart broke for him because he went right to Elena. And he was very, you know, emotional. He knew this meant he won. He just sealed Elena's fate in this game. So my heart uh, did break a little bit for both of them. It has to suck when you know you have no options or anywhere to go. And yes, people, I do agree, it's because they didn't have a strong enough social game. And if they had a better social game, I think maybe that was UB behind that said that, um, if they had a better social game, they would have had protection in a situation like this. So I agree with that. What I don't think was fair for Jason in that challenge was that he had to wear that extreme costume. And if you go back and watch it, all the tassels were like in his board the whole entire time. I don't think that was fair for Jason. Why did he have to keep his punishment costume on um, and Alex didn't? Like, Alex was allowed to not wear hers anymore, so why did Jason have to keep his on? Again, something that I think is like, hmm, doesn't really make that much sense. Or Jason could have chosen to. Jason could have said, no, I want to keep it on, maybe. You know, we don't know. Since we don't have feeds, we'll never know. I'm sure it's something that they discussed after, but we don't know. Uh, but again, I agree. Why did Alex take hers off? I don't know. We'll ask them. Hopefully, they will come on the show at the end of the season. These are questions we already have logged for all of them. 
Um, Because Alex only has to wear hers when the bugle goes off. I thought, no, I thought Alex had to wear hers the whole time. Maybe I'm wrong. Um, She was dressed in costume for the shuffleboard comp. Yes, she wasn't in her bugle. And I did think that she was in her bugle. She was not in her bugle costume. She was like in a I'm on a yacht costume for the shuffleboard comp. But I think that... um, at the beginning of the episode, when they were voting, I don't believe she was in her outfit. Uh, like an older person in a granny hat. Yeah, that's what she was. That's what she was doing. She wasn't wearing the backpacks. Those are part of the costume. Yeah. Mm, I don't know. Do you think Alex will clip Paul in the final three? Absolutely not. Zero chance. I. Alex has already said her strategy is not to win this season, is to be able to come back and play next season. I think she wants to be sitting next to Paul in a final two uh, because that probably would give her the best chance to come back next season. I think it's stupid. I don't know why you would have to risk going all the way from 18th back to second place when you're at second place right now. (laughs) Hey, you know what else is fun? Having your summer back. (laughs) Uh, Having a life. Ooh, you know what else is fun? $500,000. So if you make it to final three and you have the option between like a Paul and a Christmas, and you take Paul, you deserve to lose. And I hope you never come back. (laughs) I hope you never come back. Um, Jason would take Alex. I think so too. I want to talk about all of, I want to talk about all of the theories. So let's wrap up the double eviction night drama. Of course, um, what happened was Mark ended up taking himself off the block, which then meant we were down to Matt and Elena left. Uh, Matt and Elena left on the block. And of course, Elena was the one that was sent packing. She was super happy in her interview with Julie. And then Julie revealed to us that what's happening in the house, well, it kind of already happened, but what we will be watching tonight what I told all of you about two weeks ago, but don't believe me, um, is Derek is going into the house to host a clip show, which is kind of like um, a way to catch people up who might have missed the first half of the season. Like, this is the time of year when a lot of people go back to school, go back to college, summer vacations are over, and... Now a lot of people are watching Big Brother in these new environments, but they may be behind. So this is kind of a way to catch people up now that jury has officially started and the game actually matters. It's clearly a new thing that um, Big Brother has started to do, I think, for the past two or three seasons. So I don't think that's really a surprise. Derek knows Kevin. Is that a coincidence? I don't know. I don't really know that we have 100% proof that Derek knows Kevin. I also, I don't know that Derek is officially in the house. I mean, I couldn't see them not having him go in the house. We just know that he's hosting it as a clip show. So I would assume he has to be going in the house for that. Uh, So will Derek interact with house guests? Isn't he limited to what he can say to them about in their current game? Correct. 
Big Brother is never going to allow him to talk any game with any of these people. If Derek does, in fact, go into the house for this clip show, he is going to have to keep it neutral. I'm sure he's not allowed to say anything about game. We've had many house guests go into the house. We saw Nicole earlier this season. We had house guests go in on OTT. They're very structured to what they can say and can't say And I'm 99% sure that they're wearing the wireless earpiece in their ear. So production is talking to them in their ear the whole entire time. So I'm sure if they even start saying something out of line, production will just cut them off instantly. Um... Uh, Derek said he recommended Kevin to casting. Oh, well, then if Derek said he recommended Kevin to casting, then he recommended him. I don't think there's really... I don't think there's any big conspiracy in that aspect. I know a lot of people are like, it's not fair that that Derek's going in. He is going to make Paul a target. He's going to have people get targeted against Paul. What? You think Derek is going to be allowed to walk in the house and go to everyone? Oh, by the way, everyone, all of America realizes that this is Paul's show. You're all playing Paul's game. And if you all don't start playing the game, Paul's going to win. He's never going to say that. But let's pretend it's Bizarro World and he does say that. I really think all of them would go, oh my God, guys, we did it. Paul's going to win. Like, I really think they would all turn to each other and go, guys, we did it. First we made jury and then we just guaranteed that Paul wins the game. And America agrees. This is the best season ever. That, that I don't think they would even care if he came in and said it. Ah, the only person who would care is Mark. And what is he going to do? Has a little head. Has his head gotten bigger this season? Like, I know in the beginning of the season, I really said I felt like his head was a shrunken mini head that I really didn't understand, and it really creeped me out. But as the season has gone on, maybe I just got used to his shrunken little head, and now I'm just used to it. Or did his head grow a little bit? I don't know. It was weird. Um, They know that Paul is running the game and they're okay with it, says Ella Bell. Yeah, they are. I agree with you. They're okay with it. I, I They're totally okay with it. Did you know that Derek was the bullhorn guy? Derek is not the bullhorn guy. Rod Carson. Uh, Zingbot is the only way to get a clue of what America thinks. Correct. And as we saw last night, as we saw last night, Zingbot's in the house. So this is typically the week, usually around the second to last week of August is usually the week we see Big Brother, um, see Big Brother, see the Zingbot on Big Brother. So hopefully this will uh, be the week that we see a Zingbot POV. And then, I don't know. I don't know. I don't, I, I'm being completely sincere when I say I see no way Paul loses this show. I don't know what anyone could do or say, even if you're trying to influence the game. I don't know what anyone could do or say to get these people to target Paul. Because this just is not the people are fine with Paul winning. They actively want him to win. 
they literally make moves to help Paul get further in the game over their own game. I don't see how you combat that even if you are trying to influence the game. I just think Paul won. And I mean, I don't know. I every single day hope for like a miracle. I don't know what that miracle is going to be. The only thing that I can think is if somehow somebody exposed everything that Paul has done and like, or no, not exposed everything Paul done. If somebody overheard Paul saying the exact opposite of what he said to them. So if somebody overheard like Paul talking about getting, uh, let's say, Matt and Raven to target Alex and Jason. If Alex and Jason overheard that, then I think it might be game on for Alex and Jason to go after Paul. But unless a scenario happens like that, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what would happen. These people will have a wide awakening when they get out, says Kerry V. No, they won't. Again, you guys keep thinking that these people are stupid for not going against Paul. They're not necessarily stupid. They want him to win. <laughs> they literally want him to win. So they're not stupid because their plan is we want Paul to win. Ergo, let's help Paul win. I mean, you could argue that it's kind of stupid, but you get what I'm saying? They're doing what they want to do to make it happen. Elena said in her exit interview that Alex and Jason told Elena and Mark in the storage room before the final nom that they were putting up Paul. Well, yeah, because obviously they're going to lie to her. I don't think that that's, you know, shocking at all. Okay, I see that Dawn, Shameless Squad, is asking, who won HOH? All right. I'm going to start off by putting it this way. This is in no way official. This is in no, like, I am not saying that I know this 1,000% for a fact, and you can take it to the bank. However... I strongly feel that the HOH winner is Christmas. Apparently, my spidey senses... Oh, there's Charlie. Apparently, he's happy now. Apparently, um, Christmas is the HOH winner currently. Now, here's the thing. Here's the thing. It would be very easy for Christmas to put up Mark, obviously. But I think this was a horrible HOH for anyone on Team Paul to win. If I was on Team Paul, I would have went out of my way to throw this HOH. Because look, Team Paul knows that they're a solid team. Every single week, they stick to the plan. 
There's never been a surprise. They've never turned on each other. There seems to be no plan on turning on anyone at all. They already know that Mark is still in the house and that Kevin is kind of the runner-up target. As far as them all as a big group. When you get down into the smaller group, then you also know that Matt and Raven are also targets. So, regardless, Mark is still in the house and so is Kevin. I would have thrown that competition because whoever won it and now it's raven not raven christmas (laughs) now it's christmas she has to draw first blood against one of her own and that whoever would have won it is going to put a target on them with if god forbid mark stays now unless raven goes with the back uh, oh my god why do i keep wanting to say raven Unless Christmas goes with a backdoor plan of getting out Mark. In other words, getting two people already on her side to agree to go up as pawns and hopes of backdooring Mark, then she can at least claim, um, you know, deniability. She can be like, it was never my intent for you to go. This is absolutely horrible. Oh my God, woe is me, blah, blah, blah. This wasn't the plan. How tragic. You know I wasn't targeting you. You agreed to be the one. Unless she goes that route, that's the only way that I could see winning or or it being okay with winning the HOH. Um, Mark probably wants to go hang with Elena and his BF Cody in Jerry. I think if Mark wanted that, he would have used it on Elena. I think if Mark wanted that, he would have used it on Elena. Here's what I think would be a much smarter move for this week. I think that is what she should do. Well, first of all, Paul's controlling this week. I mean, I think we can all agree this will be a Paul HOH. I think Christmas is closest with Paul, closest with Josh. Josh will literally do whatever Paul says. So those two are going to be in complete unison to get Christmas to do whatever they want to do. Um, I personally feel it is smart for Paul to target Alex and Jason. If He really wants the easy ride to the end. Alex is the only real competition, in my mind, other than Mark, in this house. So if Paul was smart, like, is... I mean, you could argue both ways. Like, is this really the smartest time to go after Alex? Paul could still use Josh to go after Alex. Paul could still go after Alex himself. Paul could use maybe Kevin to go after Alex, but again, are you going to are you going to waste it on a Mark is what I'm saying. Mark who is alone, who has no second vote. You still have Matt and Raven who are going to vote together. You still have Alex and Cody who are going to vote together. And if Christmas, um, I mean, I don't she considers them part of her team, but let's just say you have Paul and uh, Josh who are always going to vote together. Then you have Lone Islands, Mark and Kevin. That's who you're going to go after? You're going to go after 
the no numbers. Instead of trying to break up numbers, you're going to go after no numbers. But of course you are, because you're going to do whatever Paul tells you to do. (laughs) I think Christmas will follow Paul's direction. Of course you will. Of course you will. Unless, there's only one unless. I think Christmas has a bit of an ego. I think Christmas is good at hiding, you know, I think Christmas is very aware of how she portrays herself and how she comes off and she's trying to be a brand. Uh, So I think just Christmas is very self-aware and has a bit of an ego. So if production wanted to, I'm sure production could do things to Christmas like say, so last week when Josh was HOH and you mentioned that it was his HOH and was he going to make a move that benefited his game or play Paul's game, how does that affect your game now as HOH? Like I feel like they could start asking her the questions to get it in her head, oh, am I just coming off as someone playing Paul's game? And that might make her make her own move. P.S. I don't, I think there's zero chance she follows Paul, uh, nominates Paul. There's no way I see her nominating Paul, but it might make her go after different targets that aren't Paul's. Maybe. But if we're going on history, I see zero chance. Don't they all have big egos? Yeah, I'm not saying an ego is a bad thing. P.S. I'm not saying an ego is a bad thing. I'm sitting here, you've listened to me talk for an hour. (laughs) Saying there's nothing wrong with an ego. I'm just saying, I think there's a way production can manipulate Christmas a little bit if they wanted to. But wouldn't it be great if she did? It would be great. Paul and Kevin are the only two that have never been on the block. Yeah. Paul very well might make it to the end of this game never being on the block. Unless it's a situation where there is no other option, he very well make it to the end of the game never being on the block. And if that is the case, forget Every other argument in a final two scenario, if I was Paul, literally, I would just answer every question from the jury like this. I was never on the block. You never suspected anything I was doing. I was never your target. That's how good my game was. I was never on the block once. I don't care what question they ask. They could be like, Paul, what color underwear are you wearing? I was never on the block once. My underwear was never near the block. That's just how I would answer every question. Derek will put a stop to that. Oh, I'm sure Derek doesn't want anyone coming close to his to his little legacy. I mean, I think Derek only got it once, was only on the block once, right? Or was Derek twice? I feel like Derek was... No, Derek was only once on the block, right? Uh, Derek can't affect the game. No. Um, never? I thought he ended up on the block one time. 
Never was. Okay, well, I mean, then that's a lock for winning. Then that is a so lock for Derek winning. You know, I always say, I think, for me, Derek... Derek is... Oh, see, I'm so torn between Derek and Vanessa. I mean, but Derek won. So, I would say, for me, Derek is one of the people who played the most flawless and perfect Big Brother game. And I said it all during his season, playing a perfect game makes it a boring season for everyone. Because when you play a perfect game, you control the entire house the whole time and you never let anything happen. See, the good the good difference between Paul's game and Derek's game is Derek never allowed drama to happen in the house. Paul, uh creates the drama and where it's directed. So I appreciate Paul's theatrics to make the feeds fun. <laughs> um, boring Game Vanessa was awesome. I mean, really? Like, if you put a gun to my head, like, if you told me, who do you want to watch play again, Vanessa or Derek? As much as I think Derek played the best game and I think is probably the best player to ever play, I would pick Vanessa. I would I would pick Vanessa hands down. Um, Derek uh, was boring and we love drama. Yeah. I mean, here's my only problem with Derek is that he thinks OJ was innocent or had an accomplice. I mean, really, at the end of the day, he's saying he's innocent. And I love me some Derek, but girl. I forget who said it last night, but um, he's getting out, so you two can go have lunch together and talk about it. <laughs> he's he's free man. <laughs> uh, Derek sent out a tweet two days ago saying it's not gameplay to isolate someone who is already going home. I completely agree. I retweeted Derek's tweet earlier. He said when you're taking digs at someone after their game is over, you've made it personal. That's not game. It's personal. Same thing with Josh. When they came in, when Jason won, this is what I can't stand about this side of the house. When Jason won, Josh instantly, without skipping a beat, was walking into the house with Mark going, bye, 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 Mark, bye, Elena, bye. Like, that would never happen if their side of the house was not in power. I don't like, we talked about this on the last show, so before I lost power in the middle of the show, but we talked about a lot, so if you missed me talking about the fight, because again, they showed none of the fight on last night's show. We talked a lot about the fight on our show yesterday. Um, they didn't show any of the fight over the pillows or the cereal or anything, so if you missed that, check that out on our last show. Um, but... I, if they weren't in power, I don't think they would be so rude, for a lack of a better word. Josh will be crying like a baby when he loses. I don't think so. Josh started out attacking and then feeling guilty and crying and then repeating. Josh has done it so many times he doesn't really cry anymore after it. He's just kind of a little douchey and then just lowers his douchiness and then raises it back up and then lowers it. And don't get me wrong. I 
love Josh. After Elena, Josh is probably my next favorite person in that house, but we're going to keep it real. He's definitely being a little I'm on the side with power hypocritical a lot. Um, their whole side is very hypocritical. and But I get it. You're playing a game. You need to create a reason for people to go after people. So I say it's hypocritical. I just wish, we, like, I can't wait till we can talk to these people so I can just say, you really didn't think Elena was lying and that was your justification, right? Because, I mean, you know you told all the same lies. Like, you just have to say those things to put a target on Elena, right? Because sometimes you're in your DRs and it seems like you believe what you're saying, and then that frightens me. <laughs> like, at least be honest that you're putting the target on her for that reason, and that's why you're saying what you're saying. Because, you know, ain't nobody's lied more in this game than probably you, Josh. <laughs> I'm going to miss Elena. I'm going to miss Elena, too. Did you see how Julie tweeted out yesterday? Some tweets from yesterday. Oh, I wish I would have grabbed them. This would have been a fun segment. Tweets. Maybe I should start doing tweets segment. So, Julie the other day tweets, Oh, I wish we had jury, um, jury feeds. Okay, well, number one, Julie. Maybe if you knew someone, maybe, just maybe, Julie. Uh, okay, well, let's start at number one. <laughs> like you watch the show. <laughs> like you watch the show. Uh, two, like you watch the feeds. Three, if only you knew someone who had that power. You do. Your husband. So I don't know what you could do, Julie. I don't know how you could influence anyone. But I'm pretty sure you're like a mouth hug or two away from being able to make it happen if you really wanted to make it happen. Now, that being said, I'm going to go back to what I said last year. It was a rumor on the rumor mill that I told you guys last year. Now, I don't know if this is true. I don't know if this is not true. It was not implemented last season or OTT, and it definitely wasn't implemented this season, but there was a very specific catalyst to my spoiler. My spoiler was this. I heard through the grapevine that if they do an all-star season, that is when we will get jury live feeds for a few reasons. Number one, they have to pay everyone to come back on the show, and they don't want to lose their investment. So they don't want someone to come in, be paid to be there, and then have to turn around and leave instantly, and they lose all of that money. So not only was the rumor that there would be feeds in the jury house, the jury house would be like a redemption island for those of you that are familiar with Survivor. In other words, starting right away on week one, the first person evicted goes to jury house. Week two, the second person who's evicted goes to jury house. Now there's two people in the jury house. They battle in a, bat in a competition. Whoever wins... You're in the running to go back in the house. The other person 
is in the jury house and can't do anything at the moment. And then you just repeat until, let's say, four people are left in the jury house, the one remaining, you're back in the game. These four people, maybe they have a conversation. I don't know. The point is, they pay money to have these people come back when they're returning players. They don't want to lose their investment in that. So there would be a jury house live feed type of situation. Or maybe it's not a jury house. Maybe it's a second house. We don't know. That was what the rumor uh, that I heard was. So if we do have an all-star season, we'll see if that ends up happening. I find it suspicious that Julie's mentioning it. Again, nothing is random that comes out of Julie's Twitter account. (laughs) Julie is not tweeting. That is her assistant or intern. And there's a very specific marketing purpose for every single thing that gets tweeted from that account. So I would guess it would be the reason she tweeted that would be to see, maybe gauge what the interest would be in live feed jury cameras to see how much money they might make. You know, it could be all things like that. Who knows? Oh, Lord, we will need three laptops to include jury fees, says uh, BB Fan. No, we wouldn't. Just go and get the Utopia people. Flashback for all of you that don't know what Utopia was. If you guys never watched Utopia, which was supposed to be a year-long reality TV show where people lived on a commune, We had the best app for Utopia. We had, like, 15 cameras we could choose from. You could, like, move the cameras around. Like, you could, like, click your feed, and then you could spin the camera to wherever you want. It was the most amazing live feed app ever. I mean, and then the show folded after, like, a month and a half. (laughs) <laughs> we totally covered it. I believe you can go to yourrealityrecaps.com slash utopia and see our coverage on it <laughs> for the little time that it lasted. Um, but they should totally do something like that. Give us, you know, eight feeds or, or something. I don't know. Chicken tractor. Exactly. Yes, it folded. Plus, all access is going to include Canada. Yeah, I mean, the rumor is that all access will include Canada. Um probably for OTT. The other the other rumors we have before we wrap up this show is that um, OTT will most likely not be back into January, and then that maybe possibly Canada will be included um, in uh, being able to, like, watch the feeds and have access as well. So we'll see. Oh my God, when they took them to the table and just cut the feeds, it was awful. I know. (laughs) Oh, Utopia. That was kind of how they ended it. They brought everyone together and was like, hey guys, show's been canceled. End scene. (laughs) And we were all like, the fuck? (laughs) Oh, balls. Um, What if OTT is all-star? Never. First of all, you think people are going to come back for OTT? Mm-mm. Mm-mm. Wait, you were on Big Brother? Yes. My name is Stephen Moses, and I won season six, 17 of Big Brother. Sorry, I always get it confused. But yes, I'm Steve Moses, winner of Big Brother um, 17. 
So if you need any casting tips um, and you're in college and hot, send me a shirtless pic. Uh, <laughs> uh, you did great, Steve. Thanks, Russ. Okay, so too bad uh, we can do some kind of shortened CBB here. Ah. Eh. I think it's way too much money. I think it's way, way, way too much money. Okay, so let me remind you guys of a few things quickly because already my timeline is off for today. Do you see why timelines go off? So <laughs> I want to remind you, Big Brother giveaway, giveaway, giveaway of the new uh, for this season, steel, steel, steel. It's all steel. Um, Big Brother cup thing tumbler all we have three of them to give away all you have i'm going to do it different ways for each one but all you have to do to win is be following us here on you now so make sure you follow us um also make sure you're following on twitter and you retweet the tweet so it's within my last probably five or ten tweets is the tweet with the tumbler just make sure you're following us here on you now since you're here already following us on twitter and retweet it and you are in it to win it. Um, I'm also going to be giving away one to patrons, so if you want much less competition and want to help support our shows, consider becoming a patron over at yourrealityrecaps.com slash patron, where you get access to the patron-only group, prize giveaways every week for patrons, the after shows with house guests this season, uh, and it's where we can talk about stuff that we can't talk about on this show. Of course, you can always do a one-time donation over at yourrealityrecaps.com slash paypal, too. All right. Now, I know you all want to interact more and talk more. Perfect. We're doing that at 6 p.m., and I still have to go edit Amon's show right now. So here's the deal. You guys come back here in two and a half hours at 6 p.m. for our hashtag Fan Fridays show, where uh, Dancing Amy, why did I just have a, Chris, did you see when Christmas was voting and she like had a tick? <laughs> Christmas was like, oh, I just, okay, anyway. Dancing Amy will be hosting our first official Fan Friday show where she'll be taking callers, interacting with all of you live here at 6 p.m. before Big Brother comes on at 8. So make sure you guys come back here, be ready to guest in, and if you don't want to, like, show yourself, you don't necessarily need to show yourself. You can just guest in and just uh, talk. Or I should say, you know, Amy's in control, so Amy's going to decide. But even when I do the fan call-in shows, which I will be doing mine tomorrow, just know you you don't need to be on camera if you don't. I'm totally fine if you hide your camera and just want to talk your question. But make sure you guys come back. If it is a success, it is up to all of you to make it a success. So, if you guys are loving the Fan Friday show with Amy, if you guys come back at 6, if you guys call in, participate in the show, doing all that stuff, then we're going to do more. You guys control what we do here. So, I hope that you guys um, all are going to love it. I hope you will all be back at 6 o'clock, and I will see you guys then. I'm probably going to be a little delayed on the Amon show. <laughs> Pro I still have to edit Amon show, and now get this show up too. And we got to work on Amy stuff too. So, I might be like a little bit delayed in these things now, but regardless, 6 p.m. exactly, Amy will be right back here live. So, I will see you guys all then. 
Bye for now, everybody. Thanks for hanging out. Bye.